what's more effective, a well-trained person with no equipment or a well-equipped person with no training? Well, in certain cases, I'd have to say that a person with proper training can get by with minimal equipment. But ideally, you'd like to have both. Lads to leaders. Now, Lads to Leaders is known as a program, but I'd like to describe it as a process. You see, the name is the process. You take lads, young people, and you mature them into leaders. The process of lads becoming leaders is about both equipment and training. Young people are equipped with values. They are equipped with philosophy, and they are equipped with special skills. Lads to Leaders is not just learning to do, but in reality, it's doing to learn. And as people participate in the Lads to Leaders program, they become well-trained and well-equipped to be the future leaders. And church leaders or community leaders, it, it produces leadership qualities in young people. The Lads to Leaders program is the legacy of Dr. Jack Zorn, who invented the program. If you're interested in participating in Lads to Leaders, ladstoleaders.com. If you're interested in learning more about it, you can contact Rhonda Fernandez, 321-202-7600, 321-202-7600, ladstoleaders.com. Producing leaders in the church, in the future, in the young people of today. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. Call it karma, call it irony, call it um, comedy. Whatever you choose to call it, it basically comes from the from the fact that my uh, my spirit animal would be Wiley Coyote. Or actually, if you talk about my martial arts career, my spirit animal would be the love child of Wiley Coyote and Daffy Duck. Ha, ho, ho, guard, turn, parry. Dodge, spin, ha, thrust, spring. Yeah, you've seen Daffy Duck use his uh, staff in the Robin Hood cartoon. Well, less than 48 hours after teaching a self-defense seminar based on my little book, Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, I'm doing jujitsu again, and I go for a collar tie. Now, this is I like to place my right hand on the back, right below the occipital protuberance. It's right there. It's not on the neck and it's not on the crown. It's right in that little spot where you feel those two little bumps on the back of the head. And you place your hand firmly on the neck. And then I like to ease my forearm up against the collarbone so I can get some leverage. And I was going to just, you know, try to control the guy's head. 
he dipped his inside shoulder, the, the shoulder nearest to me, and I thought he was going to go for some kind of an inside leg move. So I decided to knee cut and slide around him. And so as I pulled his head down and slid around, there was this loud pop. It was loud enough. He heard it. I heard it. I felt it. It felt like a small mammal ran through the back of my arm. I rolled out of the move and began to yell, stop, 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 which technically is probably verbally tapping out. Um, what they told me was that the uh, triceps tendon that connects to my elbow severed, popped, ruptured, turned loose, and, and ran through my arm. Now, in all honesty, I probably tore it when I was building up a, a, a fort for the grandkids in Georgia. Now, I don't build playhouses, and I don't build play forts. I build zombie apocalypse forts. If you're out playing on a fort that Papa Jonesy built you and the zombie apocalypse occurs, you can live there for two weeks. So we had to put some post in the ground, some fairly substantial post in the ground. And so we were using an auger to put those posts in the North Georgia clay. And that auger dug into something and stopped the, the auger blade from spinning and made the handle that we were holding try to spin. And it caught my arm and wrenched it in, in what would look like a version of a Frank Mir shoulder lock. And it hurt. And I knew my forearm or my arm was damaged because over the, the months that passed, if I bent my arm the right way or straightened my arm the wrong way, I'd get these little twinges. And I went to see the doctor about it, and, and they did an x-ray, and they said, well, there's a little bitty bone fragment, you know, floating around in there, but we don't really see anything else that, that concerns us, so we kind of rocked along. So I think it was initially injured, you know, running the auger in North Georgia, and it chose this night, less than 48 hours after having taught a self-defense class, to completely turn loose. Well, what that involved was some reattachment surgery. And after they finished the reattachment surgery and a partial cast splint for about a week, I end up with this really interesting brace. It's black metal. It's gray plastic, bright blue buckles, and some pretty serious Velcro strapping. It keeps me from bending my arm past 90 degrees. They tell me it will be my friend for the next eight weeks. And it's been interesting how people have responded to this little apparatus on my arm. I walked into the bank because when you're driving one arm, you can't negotiate all the things you have to do through the drive through I walked into the bank, and the little lady that works at the bank has a charming either British or New Zealand accent. And as I walked into the bank, she says, why, Mr. Jones, you're looking rather bionic today. <laughs> and, and it struck me that the different people who have made comments and the different people who have made fun and the different people who have made observations about my arm, they come up with a different uh, character or a different metaphor, if you will. And, and after having dealt with this thing for about a week now, I realize I can probably guess your age by how you choose to mock me. See, the mockery I receive from you tells me sort of where you are on the planet. Everybody, say, 30 years and younger refers to me as the winter soldier. Everybody north of 30 and maybe south of 50 it has gone between either RoboCop, the Terminator, or Judge Dredd. And then everybody 50 and up uses the term bionic. And that refers to a guy named Steve Austin, not Stone Cold Steve Austin, not the wrestler, but a character played by Lee Majors known as the Six Million Dollar Man. We can rebuild him. We can make him better. Better? Better. 
faster, stronger. And he's this guy with uh, two bionic legs, a bionic arm, and a bionic eye. And it was back in the days when Hollywood was being really, really cheesy and everything cool that Steve Austin did. Now, he can run 60 miles an hour, but in the show when he runs, they show it in slow motion. When he flips a car, they show it in slow motion. So you had this big thing in the late 70s of that every superhero that did cool stuff, it had to be done in slow motion. Uh, like in the David Carradine uh, series, Kung Fu, uh, slow motion of the worst martial arts ever filmed in the history of the world. But anyway, the six million dollar man doing his slow motion stuff. M my deepest insult came from a character named Jonathan Jenkins. Now, not not my John Jenkins, not the John Jenkins that introduced me to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but this guy posted on my Facebook page a picture of C-3PO with the different color arm. A protocol droid? Really, dude? That's what you're going to compare me to? <laughs> that gets my dark side force choke juices really, really flowing. <laughs> Your lack of faith is disturbing. But be that as it may, I can tell how old you are. Maybe I can tell when you grew up. I can tell your age by what offends you. Words that you use, words that, that you don't use, what you wear to church, whether you wear a hat inside a building or not. I can make some assumptions, some guesses about how old you are. I can talk about your age based on how you respond to or treat the flag or how you treat the men who wear a flag on their uniforms. I can tell something about your age by how you react to or treat people different from you, a different race, different culture, different religion, or, or even different morals. Maybe I can tell your age, not your chronological age, but your maturity by what offends you or what doesn't offend you. You see, we start talking about the hot topics of the sexuality or identity or politics or religious traditions. We hear a lot about being tolerant or being accepting or different kind of words that they use. And, but please understand that, that tolerance does not equal validation. Tolerance doesn't mean that I necessarily approve of it. What you do in your yard, in your house or your bedroom is, is really your business. But if I decide to take what you do in your yard, in your house, in your bedroom, and decide that I don't want you to be my grandson's scoutmaster, you have to tolerate that as well. You have the right to choose those things. You have the right to say that you believe anything you want to believe or choose anything you want to choose. But if we're going to be tolerant, then you have to also give me the right to agree with it, to disagree with it, or not even care about it. What becomes the problem is that when we take these things and, and we let them offend us or we're offended by them or we're offended by people who don't agree with us on those matters. You see, I can tell your age, your, your maturity, by how well you respond to people 
who will have a different view of things than you do. I can disagree with you and you can disagree with me and we can value each other as people and we can respect each other's traditions. And just because I can tolerate it, just because I can have lunch with you or be friends with you or do business with you, doesn't necessarily mean I'm telling you that I think everything you do is okay and and, and validated. But just because I disagree with you doesn't either, doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean I don't value you in some ways as a person. There's lots of people that I value in lots of ways, and I fundamentally disagree with them on some some pretty important issues, some some pretty fundamental issues. But the idea of, of tolerance is not that I have to buy into it or that you have to agree with me or I have to agree with you. You see, if my disagreeing with you about whatever what you believe, what you see, what you perceive. If my disagreeing with that viewpoint offends you, makes you feel insecure, makes you feel angry, then are you really that strong in your belief? Or maybe I should maybe I should turn that around. If what you believe about what I believe has the ability to make me angry, insecure, or mad, or feel devalued, Maybe I don't believe what I believe as strongly as I say what I believe. You've got the right to believe it or not believe it, but I have the right to have the same belief or a different belief. You see, what's insulting to you, what offends you, what are your hot buttons? Yeah, they, they, they tell me, I can guess your age, I can tell what era you came from. And you can spell era, E-R-A, or E-R-R-O-R. Before there was an internet, before there were any conspiracy theorists out there, my grandmother didn't believe men walked on the moon, but she believed Georgia Championship Wrestling was real. Tolerance says that you have the right to give me the right to be wrong. Now, we can, if we want to have a discussion, if we want to say, hey, can you teach me why you believe what you believe and, and, and have an open dialogue and, and, and coming into that thing with, I'm, I'm going to be willing to change my mind. Now, most of the time what we research on the Internet and what we look at, basically we're looking for confirmation bias. We're only going to read those things that support our position rather than read those things that don't support our position and, and roll them over and look at them and see if there's any holes in them. See, if you have a belief that can't be supported by facts or you have a belief that can't be changed when it's challenged by facts, that's not actually a belief. That's called a delusion. But the idea that, that I can tolerate you or, or you can tolerate me means that we can have a very different worldview. But that worldview, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's accurate or inaccurate, inaccurate doesn't change your value as a person. But sometimes we let other people's reactions, the way they respond to us, change the value we place on them and the value we place on ourselves. So I walk into some place wearing my $6 million bionic RoboCop Terminator Judge Dredd Winter Soldier brace and 
you have a reaction to it. Well, my reaction to your reaction, it really, really says a lot about me. But your reaction to me, however you want to label me, whatever you want to call me, however it is you want to treat me based on that external thing or that internal thing that you're making that judgment by, when you respond that way, rather than being offended and rather than being hurt and rather than being mad and rather than being insecure and rather than being scared, I just have to realize that the reaction that you give me really says more about you than it does about me. And my response to you has less to say about you than it does about me. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Thank you.